Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. It never stops to amaze me how Hashem really the Ashkaha Prat is the divine providence in everything. Today we're starting chapter um, 7 of the book of Havos HaLevavot written by Rabbi Ba'ia Ibn Pakuda, which is called the uh, Shar HaTeshuvah. This is the gate of repentance. And um, why it doesn't stop to amaze me? Because this week we reach Parasha Kisisa. And in Parasha Kisisa, we learn about the downfall of the Jewish people when they uh, worship the golden calf. And the golden calf was really there so the Jewish people could do Teshuvah. Hashem gave the Jewish people a very big gift. And that was the gift of repentance, the gift of Teshuvah. And actually, Teshuvah, is the, the right translation is not repentance. This is not the gate of repentance. It's here written, the gate of repentance. I would call it the gate of return. Because Teshuvah really means to return to who you really are, to return to your essence, to go back to who you really are, which is, in essence, a spark of God. So today... Rabbi Pakuda says, having discussed in the preceding gate, the gate of humility, the virtue of humility, which is the root and the beginning of repentance. A person cannot return. He cannot do teshuvah unless he is humble, unless he recognizes that he did something wrong. For a person to be able to recognize that he did something wrong, he needs to have humility. A person that is arrogant will never in his whole life accept that he did something wrong. So the, 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 the humility is the essential element of return. So he says here that, um, that it's obligatory, it's a, an obligatory character of repentance and the need for it. It is clear to us through reason and from what is written in scripture that a human being falls short in the fulfillment of the obligations to the Creator. Like a person can be praying three times a day, can be giving tzedakah, can be giving, can be learning, can be teaching, can be a big talmit haham, anything. But we're all, there's always something that makes us fall. No, nobody's perfect. It even says that a tzaddik falls seven times, whatever that means, because they, they have no ego. But in their makeup, in their stature, they, they, even them, they fall seven times. So here we say, he says, reason tells us the following. A human being, we find, is subject to diverse natural forces, is composed of divergent elements, possesses conflicting traits of character, and must adapt to changing circumstances. Like, we are not simple beings. We are very, very, uh, uh, how would you say that? Very complicated beings. We're not simple. We have too many dimensions to ourselves. You have a body, you have an intellect, you have emotions, you have a personality, you have a godly soul, you have an animal soul, you come from a certain place where there's a certain uh, culture, let's call it. And, and we come, we are 
diverse people. We come with many different facets. So it says here, accordingly, his deeds are also diverse. What we do is also diverse. And they include the noble and the reprehensible, the corrupt and the just. So a person in general does good and does bad. This is the general human being, a person that can be all day taking care of sick people and suddenly when she gets with a, uh, goes for a coffee with friends, she can be talking horrible about another friend. Can have that duality. How can a person that is caring and loving, that is taking care of sick people, go out and finish off somebody with her words? But this is a human being. This is what, what we're capable of. It's, it's being human. So hence the need for the restraining bonds of, of, of reveal law and the restrictions of political order. Like we are going today, society, such a crazy society, there, the cancel culture and uh, all these things that are coming up and all uh, morality, moral issues that now they seem right when they were always wrong. But according to Torah, they're, they're still wrong. But people want to make, make see that the wrong is right. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy world. And so as for what is written in the Torah on these matters, scriptural comments include the following. For the devising of man's heart and are evil from his youth. So what he's saying, this is from Bereshit, is that a person is born with an evil inclination. We come with an evil inclination. It's part of our makeup. You know? And it's not so you feel bad about it. It's not your fault. You were created with that. It comes with you. It's one of your gadgets. Like when you go into the car, I always like to say you have a automatic door, a, a windows, and you have AC, and you have the radio, and you can put the Spotify, and you can do, uh, have Bluetooth, all these gadgets that a car brings now. One of your gadgets is an evil inclination. So this is our makeup. This is not something we chose. This is something that was in, um, enforced on us. It was put into us. They, nobody asked us if we wanted this. But we are not made like angels. We are not angels and we're not meant to be angels and we are designed to fall. This is our design. So what it says here is a man is born a wild donkey, says Yov. Behold, even the moon is not bright, the stars are not pure in his sight. How much less man a maggot? How can he, born of mortal woman, be upright? And so it is clear that man fails to live up to, to his obligations. We are designed to fall. This is the design. This is how we're made. And so it was strictly out of grace that, the, that Hashem, in his love and compassion for man, gave him the ability to correct his error and make up the loss, of, uh, loss in his service by repenting and returning to him. Repenting and returning, doing Teshuvah. This is the gift that God gave us. So Teshuvah is also a gadget that is ingrained in us. This is also something that we come with the ability to do. If a person recognizes that he erred, that he did something that is not right in the eyes of Hashem, he also has the ability to return, to repent and return and correct whatever he did wrong. And this is beautiful. This really gives us the hope of our lives because nobody's finished. No person can say, I'm lost, I'm done, I'm, I'm, I'm worthless, 
I, I, I shouldn't be living in this world, I, I'm a good for nothing. No, this is not the Jewish attitude. The Jewish attitude is, yeah, Hashem made me with this Yetzirah. I try very hard not to fall, but it gets me sometimes. And I have to work on myself and I have to work very hard on myself to be able to maintain myself pure and true to who I really am. So, and so we see when a wicked man turns from his wickedness and executes justice and righteousness, because of this he will live. This is Yehezkiel. So Hashem doesn't want perfect people. This is not the purpose. He doesn't want perfection. He just wants your heart. He wants you. He wants you to be the best person you can be with you, what you are. And so since the righteous are, righteous are of two kinds, those who have always been free of sin and transgression, this is a tzaddik, this is a tzaddik, is a person that has a very special configuration of an eshama. He does not have an evil inclination. He doesn't come with that. So as they say, where a Shuva stands, a person that returns, a tzaddik cannot stand because he doesn't have the, 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 the struggles that a normal, regular human being has. There's a beautiful story of the Rebbe and that I love, Rebbe Lubavitch that there was this boy that was gonna marry a non-Jewish girl. And the parents were beyond themselves. The girl was not gonna convert, nothing. He, he was just gonna go the other way. And one day, the, the parents were ready to give up on, on their son and accept what, what else can they do? They're not gonna lose their, their son. And a friend came to them and he said to them, before your son gets married, Convince him to go to the Lubavitcher Rebbe for an audience. I'll make the appointment for him. And so the boy said, okay, I'll go and talk to the Sadiq. I'll, I'll see what he has to say. I don't think I'm gonna change my mind, but I'm willing to do it for you. So he goes to the Rebbe and the Rebbe looks at him and with so much love, and he looks into his eyes and says, I'm so jealous of you. And the boy was taken aback. He thought this guy was going to give him a whole sermon of why Jewish people have to marry Jewish, why he has to find a Jewish wife and live a Jewish life. And he comes out with this, like, I'm so jealous of you. And the guy looked at the Rebbe and says, I don't understand. Why are you jealous of me? And so the Rebbe looked at him and he says, because I'm never going to have a challenge like that. I'm never going to be challenged like you. And if you pass this test, the reward is so infinitely big that I'm never in my whole life going to have an opportunity to have this type of reward because I don't have these, these struggles. And so this is what he's saying. Those have, the, these are the tzadikim that have no ego. They have no yetzer hara. They have no evil inclination. They have no personal agenda whatsoever. And then there's those who have repented of their sin. There's people who have repented of their sins and, and, and they have become penitents and they have completely changed their whole life. They go completely 180 degrees. And this is the Balshuvas. So the, the reason for this is that every penitent has perfectly right, was perfectly righteous before he sinned. You are a tzaddik until you sin. And the moment you do teshuva, you become a tzaddik again because you haven't sinned. It's, it, it's forgiven. In the book of the Tanya, it's called the Beinoni, the intermediate man. It's a person that has bad inclination. He has a bad inclination, 
but he doesn't fall. He doesn't contemplate it. He, he pushes it away and goes and does a good thing. So, so of the perfectly righteous, he says, happy is a man whom God does not regard as guilty in whose spirit there is no deceit. deceit. And this class is mentioned last because in every generation it is rarely found as it says. O God, if you hold on to sins, O God will survive. For there is not a righteous man on earth who does only good and does not sin. This is in Koheles. For there is no man who does not sin. And this is in Melahim. For this reason, our masters established the matter of repentance and forgiveness at the beginning of the Amida prayer in the blessings that conclude who invites repentance and who generally forgives. So Hashem is a merciful God. He's a forgiving God. He's waiting, waiting, waiting for you to repent. You know, in, in Yom Kippur, there's a very touching prayer that says, who's going to die by fire and who's going to by, die by plague and who's going to die by water or by sickness. And, and, and it starts like you feel like you're one of these sheep that is going by and they're giving you your veredict. And then at the end of the prayer, it says, and Hashem doesn't want you to die. He doesn't want anybody to die. He wants people to do teshuva, and he wants people to live. So I wish you a blessed week, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.